Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. We're in the middle of March. This is March. You know, how are you? This is March. Matt, I'm great. I'm great. We got basketball right now. We're one day closer to Augusta. Matt, fish fry season. It's something Brad's very passionate about and not something you probably expected to hear about tuning into episode 87 of Insights today. I am obsessed with Lenten fish fries. When it comes to fish fry season, my wife and I, every Friday, make it a point to get a fish fry from somewhere else around Buffalo, New York. We power rank them. We keep scores. One bite. Everyone knows the rules. We have just a database of fish fry from throughout the area. It, Matt, I, I can't speak more highly about it, but I do have a very, very interesting take when it comes to fish fry. Let's hear it. I think instead of trying to make the best fish fry, restaurants are just trying to give you the most stuff. They're all trying to price point right around 15, 16 bucks a plate. And now instead of how do I make the best fish fry? It's how do I give you the most stuff? How can I get everything to fit on one plate so that it all hangs off and it doesn't fall when the waiter's walking it over to me? And Matt, I don't need that. I need a better fish fry. That's that's compromising the fish. It is. It is. Which is the meal. I don't need 48 sides. Now, yes, they're all good and I will enjoy all of them. I'm in it for the fish fry. If I wanted French fries, I'd order side fries. It, it's just, it's a lot, Matt. And I know that I'm getting heated on insights already as we get into this episode, but this is March, man. And this is what I have to look forward to. I feel I need to look at your content in the fish fry rank power rankings because so far I'm over one had a bad fish fry too much oil sorry just you know happened it does we move on to the next one and yeah. I will now be going to Brad's power rankings for the rest of this uh fish fry season and hopefully having a better experience it's available for, for purchase I'll tell you what 999 anybody listening right now you want the power rankings from the Biley household <laughs> I will give you the executive fish fry ranking from Buffalo New York Matt what do you say let's get to the show let's get to the show before everyone stops listening let's break down big ideas Matt big ideas at Haley marketing is the exclusive community where you can sign up to receive all exclusive freebies you get the Big Ideas newsletter. You get invitations to Lunch with Haley webinars. You get first notice about new products and our specials. And on Insights, we were working through, hey, let's let's bring up some new segments. Let's bring up some new ideas for the show. And what Matt and I want to do is break down big ideas after a month newsletter comes out, after a great piece of content comes out. So if you are not subscribed to Big Ideas, I would encourage you to do so. We'll put a link to that into the show notes, or you can go to HaleyMarketing.com slash big ideas to sign up for that. And I would encourage you to sign your entire team up for that. In last month's issue of Big Ideas, our team put together a great new ebook on SEO search engine optimization in 2022, new strategies for recruiting. Matt, what I'd love to do on this episode of Insights is break down that ebook. And I know there's a great section in there that you and I both talked about that we loved, and it's about avoiding rookie mistakes. When we think about search engine optimization in 2022, Matt, 
Talk to me about one of those rookie mistakes that staffing firms might not avoid. I think the first step is actually the first point on the rookie mistakes. It's on page four of the ebook, and it talks about having a singular focus. You want pages to be very focused with SEO. You don't want to be everything to everyone. For my recruitment marketing seat, you see this a lot. Actually, I was looking at this yesterday with someone on our team outside the industry, but it's with CVS Health. And you can take this to your own company, but on their career site, they have pages for you know workers with disabilities, college students, veterans, military spouses. That's a singular focus. In the staffing industry, let's say you you hire for a couple of different industries, have a page for warehouse workers, have a page for, for admin clerical, have a page for customer service, because if it's too general, Google's not going to know what it's about. If it's too general, your audience isn't going to know what it's about. And that combination is going to lead to bad results because your time on page is poor. The Google bots and algorithms that scan your page when they index your page aren't going to know what it's about. So if that formula is going to hurt you if a when someone goes to Google, types in a, a term you're trying to rank for, Google's not going to know what your page is about. It's going to see that people in the past on your page didn't really know what your page is about, and you're going to fall down the search rankings. So having that singular focus is really important to not only the, the indexing of your site by Google, but also to the people visiting your site. And think about it just like if you were going to buy a pair of shoes. If you were going to buy a pair of red Nike shoes and all of a sudden you hit a page that also has shirts, has shorts, has pants on it, has a has a, a winter hat, has a summer hat, it's confusion. There's way too much on that page. Having a singular focus makes it super easy for the individual to know, hey, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm learning about. If I want to learn about something else, bam, I go to another page. Matt, rookie mistake that I think a lot of staffing firms are avoiding, not having a secure site not having HTTPS before their URL. If you haven't switched to HTTPS, most potential visitors are gonna receive a security warning from their browser when they try to visit your site. And if you see a security warning, the first thing you're gonna do is get out of there. With phishing scams, with just viruses going around the internet, with just bad people on the internet sometimes, right? When we see a prompt that says, hey, this isn't safe, we're getting out of there. We need to make sure Every website, if you're listening right now, your website has to be secure. It has to has that, have that HTTPS. We're not retail. We're not e-commerce, but it's important for that reasons that, that Brad just said. It's, and it's important to the, the Google um, indexing as well. The other search engines, if they don't have your secure site, it's not going to work. If you're trying to pass jobs to the job boards, like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, they're probably not going to accept them either. So it's just, it's easy, it's simple, but you might not know that it's happening. If you go up to your browser and your URL and it says HTTP, you're not on a secure site. If it says HTTPS, you're on a secure site, and that's the easiest way to look at it. Another rookie mistake, Matt, that I think people are often avoiding is overlooking the mobile experience. In most cases, Google is going to index your mobile site first. Mobile, I believe when we talked to our tech team at the beginning of the month, I believe mobile traffic is about 53% around the industry. We need to make sure that mobile experience is absolutely perfect for our candidates, for our applicants, for our prospects. If individuals are looking at your website on their mobile device while they're watching Jeopardy or while they're watching a football game or a basketball game and they're just kind of browsing the internet and they land on your site on a mobile device, we need to make sure that they can take action, that they can apply, that they can read a blog, that they can read a resource, that they can contact your team every single time. And if they cannot, bluntly, 
they're going to your competitors. And we need to make sure that we are not overlooking that mobile experience. Matt, any other rookie mistakes that staffing firms might be missing out on right now? I think the last one, and this might take, you know, it might be a 201 and not a 101. Sure. Um, Because the book gets into advanced, you know, some higher ones, 300, 400 level stuff, if you want to classify it into a a course. But that on-page SEO is really important. Your header tags, the and what we mean by header tags is the information that's, you know, the H1. And if you hover above your tab in the browser, what's that information? The H2, those, those bigger fonts on your page that talk about more of the subject matter on the page. Those are all different parts of your website that the indexed by Google, Bing, et cetera. And it's how the, the indexing, the algorithms, the bots understand what's about your site. So if if under the hood, it's not set up correctly, that structure is not there, the, the research isn't there to help about the, the singular focus of your pages. If that information isn't available, it's going to hurt you in the long run with SEO. So it's something you could try to work out on your own. It's something you could look at with SEO experts to help one, conduct some research because you can't just throw any terms in there. You want it to be research that's relevant, that's timely, that can traffic is searching for. And it's important to have that structure, like I say, underneath the hood, you know, behind the scenes, the tech of your website to really help with that on-page SEO. So again, if you're not subscribed to Big Ideas, if you're not signed up, I would encourage you to go to haleymarketing.com slash big ideas, where you can register for your free pass to the club. In Big Ideas, you'll receive access to all of our exclusive freebies. You'll get the Big Ideas newsletter with our latest insights. You'll get the first invitations to Lunch with Haley webinars. You'll be the first to know about them. And you'll also get our first notice about any new products or specials that our team rolls out. Again, to sign up, you're going to go to haleymarketing.com slash big ideas. And this month, you'll be able to download 2022 new strategies for recruiting when it comes to search engine optimization. And of course, if you need a hand with your SEO in 2022, reach out to our team at Haley Marketing. We would love to have a conversation with you on how our team of marketing specialists can help you with your search engine optimization. Matt, segment two, buddy, I'm excited about it. We're bringing back the Matt Minute. If you're new to the show, if you're new to the program, Matt used to have a show on LinkedIn where every week he would talk for exactly one minute. And it got to a point when we were in the office and I was working with Matt on these, it got to a point where Matt didn't have to use a stopwatch, didn't have to use a clock. He just knew what 60 seconds was. Matt, hit us with the Matt Minute. What's on your mind, buddy? I'm I'm excited to bring this back. Um, Hopefully you don't criticize and chirp me, more chirp me than you did in in the office during uh, precedented times back in like 2019. And unlike these unprecedented times we're learning now, but Today, we're going to start the Matt Minute. I need the stopwatch today, Brad, so we'll see. And if you want to buzz me out at 60 seconds, uh, feel free. So today, the Matt Minute is going to focus on recruitment. And we really have to focus, I think, on flipping it on its head. The candidates are the customers. We're not the customers anymore. I have felt that pain the last couple of months. We're hiring for our team at Recruitment Marketing. It's great. The team's growing. And it's hard to get candidates right now. And when I flipped this around and responded to applications almost instantly, you know, within an hour or two, when after an interview, I sent the thank you note, not expecting it from the candidate. I think that helped response rates. I think that helped engagement during the recruitment process, trying to be very transparent with timelines and keeping your candidates up to date. They're the customers right now. 
We aren't the customers. There's 4.2 million people quitting their jobs every month. There's 11 or so million jobs out there. There's not a lot of active candidates. You have to treat your candidates like the customers. They, you, they are the customers, not you anymore. Wow. With nine seconds to spare on my end, Matt, with nine seconds to spare. I love the take. I absolutely love the take. We cannot sit back and expect candidates to come to us. We can't expect that candidates are going to follow up. We need to be active. We need to do our jobs. We as a staffing industry need to do our jobs. It's as simple as that. If you know of a great candidate in your database who maybe applied six months ago, reach back out to them. If somebody sends an in, in an application, but your process is to reach out in 48 hours or whatever it might be, call them that afternoon. I have a side story here and it's interesting. My brother just accepted a new job. Congratulations to him. He thought it took a long time. It did take five interviews, which was a lot, but that's neither here nor there. The point of the story is he tracked the amount of time it took from application to offer was 44 days. 44. Ooh, okay. He felt that was a long time. I'm like, that's about average for a traditional direct hire position. But it's interesting. Someone who is late 20s, I think. Um, yeah, he's 28 now. And just his perception of just over six weeks being a long time was really interesting to me because I'm in the industry. I get it. Like, I feel like upper 40s was the, what the time was. And now I haven't really seen a stat recently. But um, just a side story to that Matt Minute rant I had there about treating your candidates like they're the customer. That's interesting. 44 days feels like a long time to me. Um, but I think it's also dependent on what kind of hiring you're doing. Are you hiring because some people have walked off an assembly line and you need to hire to get somebody to make sure that your facility is running this afternoon? You don't have 44 days to spare. Are you planning on proactively hiring because you know that your team's growing, you're expanding, and you do have some time to find the right person for the role and you have the right person in the seat? 44 days might make sense. So again, I think it's going to matter on what kind of staffing you're in. Matt, I, I fully agree. The candidates do have the upper hand and, and we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to attract them. We talk about employer brand quite a bit, but it ultimately comes down to urgency. It comes down to being human and communicating with people. If you're posting a job on your job board on Monday and you're not reviewing applications until Friday. You're not reaching out to people again until the Monday after. You're not having an interview until the Friday after. That's now two weeks since somebody applied to your job. In that two-week period, realistically, they're probably on to the next one. They're probably applying somewhere else. They've probably already started somewhere else. They've downloaded Instacart, and now they're, they're shopping for somebody instead of working at your facility. How can we create speed in the hiring process? Matt, I'm going to pass it to you, man. When you think about expediting the hiring process, what can we do after Brad Biley clicks apply to make that process a little bit more efficient, a little bit quicker? If you're going to stay manual, you got to be on top of your applications and respond really quickly and set, you know, screen, make sure they're a good candidate, phone interview, et cetera. If you're going to use candidate automation software, have a workflow in. So when Matt applies for the job, or excuse me, when Brad applies for the job at my staffing agency, we flipped it today. And he applies, it can send some screening questions, maybe more pre, more qualification questions through text or email to make sure you're qualified for the job, sets up the interview. So if you know Brad applies for a job today on Wednesday, he can have an interview Thursday or Friday, or maybe by Monday next week, depending on your availability, recruiter availability, and automate a lot of the admin tasks that we were doing manually in the past. past excuse me. And I think that's really important to eliminate that downtime because schedules can be hard with hiring managers or other people in your company. 
anything you can automate there, I think, to accelerate that part of the process is important. And you don't, there's probably a balance. Um, you know, traditional staffing, you know, speed's important. If it's more full-time direct hire, might not, you don't want to probably rush people a lot. Like if Brad, you applied today and I had you an offer by Monday for a new full-time marketing job, that'd probably feel a little fast. So it's definitely a balance. But I think if you can automate it, candidate automation software um, would be really helpful in eliminating those tasks and just making it simple and making the process easy. And we've said this before a little bit, maybe take it to the next level, apply for your job or have a mystery shopper and see what someone's experiencing going through the entire process that your recruiters don't know is a test. I was, I was just going to get to that. I was going to get to the fact of shopping yourself and seeing what the process is like and figuring out where you get frustrated. I think depending on the staffing that you're in, you need to make sure that you're doing what's right for the candidate. I agree with Matt, a uh, uh, direct hire full-time, you know, higher level role. If you offered someone a job that afternoon probably feels too fast. I got to think about that. I got to talk to some people. I got to evaluate it now production work assembly, light assembly, light industrial. If you're not getting back to people, I can assure you they are downloading the Instacart app. They are downloading Grubhub and they are going to work this afternoon. How can you compete with that? And if you're not thinking about how you can compete with that, I would strongly encourage you to have some sort of brainstorm with your team about how you can compete with the gig economy that can literally put people to work within an hour, because that is where your candidates are going. And it's a, it's a scary realization. And I don't know that, you know, Brad Biley on your neighborhood friendly podcast has to tell you that, but it's a realization that is happening around the country. And we need to make sure that we're competing with those organizations. Matt, real quick, are you familiar with SparkHire? And I know that we don't typically plug other, um, you know, partners or whatnot, but is that video interviewing online? I am not fully familiar with it. I've seen it. I know I just threw that at you. So uh, I'll give you some, some preface maybe while you look it up or whatnot. But um, I was on a website the other day and at the very top of the page, it said interview now with a, a video camera. I clicked it. Lousy part on this side of things is that the link was dead and it went to a page that just said this doesn't work. But it got me thinking how cool for staffing firms to have an interview now button where I click it and I can either schedule time with someone, I can schedule a video chat, I can schedule an interview for this afternoon. The, 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 the ball is in my court. If I want to interview right now, I'm ready to go. I just thought it was a really cool tool and I'm going to talk about it if you knew about it from your recruitment marketing experience. If you don't, that's fine. Seen it. Um, a quick website research shows a one-way video interview. So it's probably predetermined questions that everyone receives. Oh, cool. Um, you know, if you really want to dig deep into recruitment marketing, there's some issues with video interviewing we won't get into that discrimination and all that kind of stuff you know some people like it some people don't um but a one-way video interview if it, if it works really well if it follows all the employment law and everything that you need to do um could be really helpful because it's it's on demand it's it's on your time you know whenever matt wants to interview for the job he can and it can help get through probably the initial part of the process i'm not sure how far you would use it if it go all the way through but could definitely be a, a an option to consider and think about in your in your recruitment tech stack. So Matt, get us out of the Matt minute. You talked about a great deal of how the candidates have the upper hand, about how we need to play into the candidates' time, into their attention. You got the floor. Give us a, a 30 second here. Get us out of this. A half minute here. It's just treat your candidates like customers. It's I think it's flipped, you know, don't expect it. 
right now that, you know, you don't have the power. It's it's leverage right now. And there's a book I read in graduate school, I forget what it was, but it's about negotiations and understanding who has the power in the negotiation. And right now, fully with candidates, like we said, 4 million people quitting jobs, which is literally the size of the staffing industry, if you want to put those two things together, which is wild. But have that respect for your candidates, keep them updated, have good communication, and hopefully it helps you fill open jobs better, faster, with higher quality candidates. Let's talk rockstar marketing. So here at Haley Marketing, I have a talk that I love to give called Rockstar Marketing, what staffing and recruitment firms can learn from leading entertainment, sports, and online marketplaces. Matt, I had a great example pop into my inbox this week that I shared with the team that I think is great, a great example of rockstar marketing. And, and really what we want to do with this segment is talk about things that are outside staffing and recruiting. What are other companies doing? What are sports teams doing? What are bands doing? What are, shoot, people that sell color street nails doing on Facebook, right? What are just people doing in different spaces that we can bring to staffing and recruiting? Matt, I share this with the team. I know I sent it your way. It was an email from Samsonite. So I bought uh, some suitcases a little while ago for my wife and I. I also bought a great backpack that I love a little while ago when I was traveling quite a bit for Haley. And because of that, I'm on their mailing list. So I got an email the other day that said 900 reviews can't be wrong. Novex backpack now $59.99. First off, if you need a new backpack, no free plugs, but they are on sale at Samsonite. Second off, I love, love the beginning of this email uh, subject line. 900 reviews can't be wrong call to action. You have my attention. When we think about rockstar marketing, again, we're bringing ideas to you in the staffing and recruiting industry from outside the industry. How can we leverage your testimonials for your benefit? 900 reviews can't be wrong. Apply online today. Work with a world star staffing firm. Work with a five-star staffing firm. Matt, I love this. I love this subject line, and I wish we did more of this with our candidate marketing. It follows a lot of the trends we see inside staffing, outside staffing. People trust reviews. We trust the 89 people that left reviews for the luggage that you just bought, Brad, more than a couple of people you know, we may know. We're crowdsourcing. We're trying to be more informative with our opinions and do research. And that piqued your interest because 900 people, you know, initially it's a great marketing message. I can't, you know, oh, they can't be wrong. 900 people said this. I mean, yeah, we could address the negative sides of it, but I'd stake with the positive here. It's great. Awesome. 900 people like to work with your company. 900 people had a great experience with, with my staffing agency. That's an awesome way to, to showcase your jobs to candidates who have a lot of choices right now. Before you get to the meat of an email newsletter, and I know we're talking very specifically about email right now, you have to win the attention of the subject line. I can assure you, I haven't opened a Samsonite email in months because I have new luggage. I have a new backpack. I haven't traveled anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, but I get the emails, right? This caught my attention. Now we've talked about it on insights. We've talked about it in a team meeting. We're talking about it. How can you captivate attention with something like this? 900 reviews can't be wrong. Apply online today. What about something like this, Matt? 150 placements can't be wrong. Work with the leading staffing firm in Buffalo, New York. Or, or, you know, 150 candidates or associates placed in February. Be one of 150 in March. What if we captivated attention by selling ourselves, by, by almost bragging and boasting about ourselves directly in that subject line? Be like everybody else. You 
captured email marketing perfectly. You said it right there. Our content marketing team would be excited to hear, but you sold. Does email work? Yes. You haven't opened the email for weeks, months. Top of mind though, Samsonite's there. You know they're sending you content, whatever their interval is for their, their content. And now they gave you a subject line that was really strong. They gave you, you opened it up. You said, ooh, this is even better than the subject line. And now you're talking about it. It's the same thing on social. What stops the thumb? It's the same principle. We we are subscribed. We like, we follow different pages, people, et cetera. They're going to keep producing content. That content might not be there for us today, but in a week, six weeks, two months, whenever, it's going to be there. It's going to connect with you when you have a need. And it's it's literally content marketing, probably one-on-one. It hit me like a freight train, man. I mean, I, I get a lot of emails throughout the day. I'm not going to lie to you, as do you, I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, actually, I know this data. I think the average office worker gets 154 emails every single day. And the reason I know that is I just gave a talk last week where I had to talk about noise in, in content and social. This one caught my attention. I'm still talking about this one. And when we think about reaching out to candidates, when we reach out to people who are incredibly busy, when we reach out to passive candidates who aren't even looking for work, what are you going to do to slap them in the face and get their attention? I love using a subject line like this to captivate attention. Again, 900 reviews can't be wrong. Work with us. Work with the best staffing firm in Buffalo, New York. 900 reviews can't be wrong. We're ahead of our competitors, right? We have more reviews than everyone else. 900 reviews can't be wrong. Matt, I love it. It's direct. It's to the point. It got me to click. It won my attention. And from there, now we're talking about it. Again, we're going to bring this segment to insights every now and again. It's, it's called Rockstar Marketing. It's things that we have seen from sports, entertainment, the largest online marketplaces, from outside staffing and recruiting, so that we can bring some of those exciting tactics, those exciting ideas to the staffing and recruiting industry. All right, Matt, let's wrap up with our final topic of the day. When was the last time you checked in with past candidates? Matt, when we think about reaching out to candidates, the active candidate pool is going to run out. We've talked about it on Insights multiple, multiple times. We've talked about database management hundreds, dozens of times, whatever it might be. It feels like hundreds based on the, the show count that we have, but we're only at 87 shows, so it could be hundreds of times, but definitely dozens of times. When was the last time you checked in with past candidates? And I'm not saying drop by their house and, and hold up a sign in their front yard, but when was the last time you just shot them an email? When was the last time you picked up the phone and said, hey, Matt, how are things? Hey, Matt, I know we, we had the opportunity to work together last year when I put you to work at FedEx. Any opportunity to, to maybe have a chat about what you want to do this spring, this summer? Are you leaning on new applications exclusively or are you nurturing and re-engaging that past candidate pool? There's a lot of unhappy candidates right now. And that's a great reason to check in on them. It could be, for whatever reason, they're unhappy. There's so many open jobs. You may have a job that fits that need. They may want a more flexible schedule. They may want a different schedule. They may want a different start time. They may want a different end time. They may want more money with so many staffing agencies increasing the hourly wage and the competition of hourly wage in and out of the industry. You're competing with candidates who are looking to work, you know, if they're in staffing, you know, which is a very small percentage of the workforce, you're looking at those same candidates who go work at a local retail store, could go to a lo local restaurant, could work at a local fast food restaurant, a local department store, whatever we call Target and the big box places now. The wages are high. And literally, you know, had this conversation with someone, a trucking company in California last week, 
they don't sponsor their jobs that have low wages because the $20 an hour job to drive a truck locally, somebody can go get that at Target right now and have probably a better lifestyle than driving a rig around the area, you know, for a low wage. So there's a lot of unhappy candidates. And if you have job openings that speak to their pain points, fantastic reason to reach out to your past candidates. We have to maintain that relationship. We absolutely have to maintain that relationship. And it's astonishing to me how often our industry just wants to reach out and get new people to apply. I know I do it too, right? We're hiring at Haley Marketing, post a job, reflect on a whole bunch of new applications, go from there. When was the last time though that you just reached out to people that you talked to in the past? Maybe those individuals who weren't necessarily your A candidate two years ago, have you checked in with them? What have they done in those two years? Have they developed new skills? Have they reached out to you? Have they not reached out to you, but are you reaching out to them to see what they've done? Have they grown? Have they taken any courses or classes? Have they received any new accreditations or certifications, anything like that? How can we put the human back in the industry that is human driven, is people driven? Matt, you mentioned something about you know getting people to to go back to work that you worked with in the past. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but I, I wrote down what would it take to, and and I'm thinking through the thought of if I reached out to a candidate that maybe doesn't want to work in a warehouse or is delivering for Instacart or is delivering for somebody else or, or doing Grubhub on the weekend, just the point of saying, hey Matt, what would it take to get you to work five hours with us or ten hours this week with us? Is it more pay? Is it a flexible schedule that works for you? What would it take for you to agree to this? And having that dialogue, instead of saying, hey, Matt, I can pay you 15 bucks an hour. I need you to be here from 7 to 11 on Saturday, and I need you to be here from 8 to 4 on Sunday. It changes the conversation to, I'm here to help you. What would it take for you to to be a part of this adventure with us? It feels like a big part of what could change in the industry. Could help you be a first mover advantage locally. I'm sure big staffing companies, enterprise staffing companies are looking at this, if not doing it already. But like you said, you can go work for Uber, Instacart, DoorDash, pick your gig job for five hours at a time, two hours at a time, eight hours at a time, three, four hour shifts a week, whenever you want. Can a staffing agency get there? Can it make it easy? Can it make it simple? Can it figure out how to do that. And there's a lot of onboarding, training, I'm sure logistical issues, but those issues can be overcome more than likely. So figure out how to do it. And it also sounds like when you were talking about that, Brad, great research. What do your candidates want? What do your current employees want? What do people want? And we may think we know what they want, but we don't fully know until we really ask them and do some good research, really on the ground research and ask them, do you want to work Do you need more pay? Most people say yes, but schedule. Do you want to have a job where you only have a couple shifts a week or what what works for you? Matt, that was a good show. I had a lot of fun on that one. If you're listening and you're thinking, hey, I like these new segments. I like these new topics. You like breaking down big ideas, the Matt Minute, Rockstar Marketing. Let us know. We would love to have that conversation. We'd also love to know what's on your mind. What would you like to hear us talk about on Insights? How can we add more value to your recruiting, to your staffing firm? What can we do to help your team recruit better, faster, stronger using marketing tactics, using marketing ideas? We'd love to know. You could message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. We'd also love to know if podcast format works best for you. Would you like to see this as a YouTube video? Would you like to watch the video of this recording? We could do that, but you know, right now we're putting it out as a podcast and we'd love to know what works best for our listeners. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. 
have a question for us, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.